2: An Oklahoma City Thunder and NBA podcast featuring Jacob.
0: All oh, you haters, come at me. Taylor. You're a step past a hater like I'm Rondo. Upgrade your baby mama to a condo. Nick. I really wouldn't
1: mind taking a flyer on Swaggy Pete. Kamiar. I just got done taking a nap. And Justin. I'm too fast. What's up, Thunder fans? Justin here with my first post-game podcast of this preseason, the Thunderfall to the Dallas Mavericks 107-70. Uh, I actually had the joy of sitting through that performance in person, so unlike the rest of you that maybe tuned out or flipped over to Monday Night Football, I got to grin and bear it uh, in the American Airlines Center, so that's nice. Uh, let me go ahead and apologize for my delightfully sultry, raspy voice right now. Uh, I went to the Red River Showdown on Saturday, and I did more than my fair share of screaming. And so you get to uh, you get to experience this. I mean, I could go full uh, movie preview announcer on you for the rest of this podcast, but I think I'll refrain. Um, let's talk about this game. Unfortunately... It was not the best. I think the Thunder preseason hype train was in full uh, full throttle mode heading into tonight, and it was derailed by a pair of guys named Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic. Uh, both of those guys did not play the last time the Thunder met uh, in Tulsa. They played in Tulsa, Oklahoma City kind of thoroughly dominated that one, but obviously not having Luka and Porzingis makes a big difference. And on the flip side, OKC played tonight without Stephen Adams or CP3, uh, or I guess technically Robertson if you want to include him in that as well, but obviously Stephen Adams and CP3 being the big difference from the last time they played. Without CP3, Oklahoma City's offense looked a little stagnant. Um, They only accounted for 14 assists tonight, Compare that to 27 assists for Dallas. The ball movement that we've become really accustomed to wasn't quite there. It still wasn't terrible. I think you still saw shades of it, but it didn't look as crisp as it has in the other preseason games. A large part of why they didn't have as many assists is really the shooting numbers. Uh, Oklahoma City only shot 14.7% from three and 32.6% from the field overall. Those numbers are pretty discouraging. Um, Again, I have to keep reminding myself and reminding you uh, that this is just a preseason game. It doesn't mean a whole lot, but it does not appear that the Thunder have made any great strides to solving their shooting issues that plagued them so much last season, especially from behind the arc. You know, Unfortunately, the Thunder traded away their best three-point shooter from last season, which was Jeremy Grant. And so the guys that are left are not that great at shooting the three ball, especially when a guy like Chris Paul doesn't play. You had Gallinari, who did fairly well. He shot 50%. But everybody else tonight was pretty abysmal. Schroeder was one of five. Uh, SGA, O of three. Baisley, one of five. Dort o of 3, Ferguson o of 2, Hall 1 of 4. It's a lot of uh, low percentages behind that arc tonight, and I think that that shows in the final score, especially when compared to the Mavericks, who made uh, 13 three-pointers. Granted, it was on 40 attempts, so they shot 32.5%, not a stellar night, but when you're comparing it to 14.7, that's a big difference. I think this Thunder team needs to make sure they're getting good shots. If it's not an open three, it's probably not a good three. I don't think we have anybody on this squad outside of Gallo and maybe Chris Paul who I trust to hit a three-pointer with some some pressure on him. So I think the ball movement piece is going to be critical to this team in creating open shots. If you don't have great shooting, you've got to overcome it somehow. Passing the ball to create open space is a great way to do that. Penetration is the other key. Getting to the rim, attacking – uh getting easy shots inside the paint is another factor that the thunder are really going to have to get better at if they don't seem to have that knockdown shooter that I think we all hoped they might have so with CP3 and Steven Adams not playing you had Nerlens Noel and Hamadou Diallo starting in their place uh, Diallo was a little bit of a surprise for me. I didn't expect to see him get the starting nod tonight and it really kind of drew him a challenging assignment. I talked about, you know, with CP3 and Adams out and Porzingis and Doncic in, it was going to create some interesting matchups for the thunder, especially with some of the young guys. And I think we saw that really early on with Hamadou Diallo on Luka Doncic. It's a lofty assignment for Diallo, who's not necessarily known for his defensive prowess (laughs) against Luka Doncic, who arguably had, you know, one of the best rookie offensive seasons that we've seen in a long time in the NBA. And I honestly thought Diallo did fairly well, especially early. He started well defending Doncic. He baited him into a couple turnovers. Uh, he, He seemed like he was moving his feet well. He was staying in front of him, not leaving him wide open. And then uh, Doncic baited him into a foul, and I felt like it all kind of fell apart after that for poor Diallo. Uh, he had a really up-and-down night, and I think his his presence against Luka Doncic is, is kind of the epitome of that. Luka kind of took over after that, hit a few shots. The Mavs went on a run and honestly never looked back. Uh, the Thunder were able to keep it close a little bit early, but then the game blew open, and it wasn't much of a contest, and Diallo's defense was a big part of that. But I think on the flip side, he showed some encouraging signs. The fact that he was able to to keep step with Luka Doncic for a little bit, even even in a, a small burst, I think is is an improvement for him. I think that's his... One of his next big developmental pieces, if he wants to be a consistent minute-getter on this team, is he's got to be able to defend at a high level. You're not going to see the floor if you cannot be a capable defender, especially for a coach like Billy Donovan. I think if he wants to continue to earn minutes, he's got to continue to up his defensive game. We know what an athletic freak he is. We know what he's capable of when he's flying towards the rim. What we need to see him do is to translate that athleticism and some of that physical talent and ability that we've seen, and have him translate it to the defensive end of the floor. We've seen it in flashes on offense, but I think he could be a good defender based on uh, the athletic ability that he has. We just haven't seen it yet, but I think we got flashes of it tonight, and I'm optimistic about what we might get out of Diallo moving forward. I also want to hit on SGA. SGA had an okay night, uh, nothing to write home about, He's still, man, this is my first time seeing him play in person, and that dude is just smooth. That's the only way to describe him. He makes moves, but they don't feel rushed, whereas you think about a guy like Russell Westbrook. Watching Russell Westbrook is like watching a cannonball that's been lit on fire, blasting through a crowd of people, and it's just chaos and maximum energy at all times. SGA is like the opposite of that. SGA is like watching a Dr. J slow-mo highlight, except it's happening in real time in front of you. He just kind of glides. He glides around the floor. None of his moves feel fast, but they're so calculated and they're so sneaky that they're no less effective than some of the moves that we saw from Russell Westbrook. They're just done in a completely different style. I think it's it's fascinating for me to watch as an observer to see him uh, and and the contrast in playing styles from what we've been accustomed to this last 10 years in the Russell Westbrook era. SGA is a totally different beast. Uh, I, I think he'll continue to get better. Uh, he only shot 7 of 16 from the floor tonight. He was tied with Gallo for being the leading scorer on the floor with 16 points. Like I mentioned, he was 0 of 3 from behind the arc, uh, 8 rebounds, but 0 assists. And I think that's, that's the interesting thing here. He got 0 assists. Dennis Schroeder got six. So in the absence of CP3, you'd hope that SGA would step up a little bit into that facilitator role, and that didn't really happen. It seemed like he deferred to Schroeder to kind of run the offense more often, and when you're playing them together, I suppose that's okay. I think I'd like to see more out of SGA in that kind of offense facilitator front. I want to see him setting up guys. I want to see him using that craftiness to get other guys open and then finding them for a good shot. We know he can get his. We know he can he can get to the lane and finish at the rim, which he did like three possessions in a row at one point tonight, uh, just attacking relentlessly inside. And being able to convert it is great. But if he is to be you know, the future of this franchise, he's got to continue to get better at facilitating the offense, which I think he just did a, an okay job tonight. And I think in CP3's absence, I hoped to see a little bit more. Before we talk anymore, I want to talk to you guys about ShipStation. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. Time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, saving money on shipping costs and keeping your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, and even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more and less time with the best rates available. And right now, Blue Wire podcast listeners and listeners of The Uncontested can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use offer code BLUE. There's no risk, and you can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, offer code BLUE. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. Rectile dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash wire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash wire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. Now, you may not need Roman uh, to get excited about this guy. Danilo Gallinari looked awesome tonight. He was probably the lone bright spot for the Thunder in this game. He didn't play against the New Zealand Breakers when they were in town, so he had a little bit more rest than everybody else, and it showed. He came out, uh, he shot 6 of 12 from the floor, 2 of 4 for 3. Like I mentioned before, he had 16 points. He also added uh, 16 rebounds and 2 assists in 22 minutes. I think for me, the biggest takeaway from that is that trade value is trending up, baby. We know Danilo probably, most likely, almost certainly, doesn't have a long-term future in Oklahoma City. But what he does have... value on the open market. And that's what the Thunder are banking on. Danilo Gallinari has the ability to turn a key young asset. I I think there's a number of teams in the West that you're going to see feel like they're close, like they're one piece away, like they're a Gallinari away when it gets close to the trade deadline. And they're going to be willing to give up uh, a younger asset in order to secure Gallinari in their quest for an NBA title. We talked about this on our NBA season preview pod the other night, but I think Portland, for example, is a great fit. You look at kind of their lack of depth at that position on the floor and what Gala could bring to kind of add to CJ and Dame and Nurkic, and I think he he would be a great fit. Does Portland have what the Thunder want? That's the bigger question. I think the team that can deliver Presty either a young, promising prospect or a future pick or both, um, depending on the scenario and who all gets dealt, I think that's what Presti's looking for. So enjoy Gallo while he's here. I think he's one of the more underrated players in the league. I think he, he's he been highly consistent throughout his career when he can stay healthy, that he is a, a pretty solid player in this league. So enjoy him while he's in a Thunder uniform and get excited when he plays well because it means good things for the Thunder's long-term future in terms of what they could get back for him on the open market. Uh, somebody who didn't look as good tonight, Terrence Ferguson. He's had an interesting preseason. I think we were all pretty bullish on him coming out of last season. You know, he made great strides last year. He hasn't had the best preseason. I find it interesting that he has come off the bench in every preseason game. I don't know if that's Billy just, you know, experimenting with lineups, wanting to see what works, wanting to test out some other things, or if that's where his head's at and Ferguson maybe isn't, in his mind, a starter with this team. It'll be interesting to see what that lineup looks like come opening night, but he is yet to start in the preseason games. And tonight, uh, his performance certainly was not worthy of a starting role. He played 25 minutes. He shot 0 for from the floor, 0-4 from uh, field goal, 0-2 for from three, two rebounds, and four fouls. He really didn't add much. Um, I think Terrence Ferguson's a guy that should be, uh, contributing something at least on the defensive end, which nobody was really contributing to that well tonight. But then offensively, you know, he made a lot of strides in especially shooting from behind the arc. And we didn't get that tonight. Granted, it's just preseason. So I'm I'm not overreacting to it. But I think the fact that it's been kind of all the preseason appearances for Ferg so far that have been a little subpar, that's a little bit concerning Hopefully he can turn it on when the season gets here. Uh, Once the rotations get figured out and we know for sure whether he's starting or not, he'll be a guy that I'll keep an eye on for sure to, to see how he shakes out the rest of this season. The last guy I want to hit on is our boy Dre. Uh, We forgot about Dre. Everybody forgot about Dre. Um, Where's Andre? That's what I want to know. Andre came into media day, we wanted to hear from him, see where he was at, and he hit us with a big cheesy grin and said, I'm full go. But since that day, he's been anything but full go. He has not played a minute of competitive basketball in front of anybody's eyes, uh, whether that is a preseason game or even before that in the blue ri- blue-white scrimmage. Any public appearance of Andre Robertson has involved him not participating, and that's concerning to me. You would think at least in the blue-white scrimmage, He would get some burn if he was truly full go. The fact that he's not makes me think something else is going on. He's not as far along as we initially thought, as he told us he was. Billy Donovan says that they're um, just being cautious. But, you know, in a game where basically everybody on the roster got minutes tonight, except for CP3 and Adams, you got to think that if Robertson was truly full go and he's not played competitive basketball in over a year and a half – wouldn't you want to get him some burn against the Mavericks? It doesn't make sense to me. Like I understand the caution thing, but if he's ready to go, he'd be getting burned. So that's concerning. Um, I'm concerned for Dre. I'm concerned that uh, if, if we'll see him play in a thunder uniform again, uh, I hope the best for him. I felt nothing but elation when he told us he was full go, but ever since then, it's kind of felt like uh, anything but that. So hopefully We get to see Dre back out there uh, sometime in the future, but as of now, it doesn't look like that is going to happen anytime soon. That's really it for me tonight. Uh, Like I said, it was kind of a wah-wah game for the Thunder. Uh, Very underwhelming overall. I think that there's not a ton you can take away from it. If you want to freak out about a preseason game against the Mavericks where CP3 and Steven Adams don't play, um, don't let me stop you, but I, am not going to partake in such things. Uh, it's a preseason game, the thunder of another one on Wednesday night, I believe. Um, so we're, we're getting close to the end of the preseason and the actual real big boy season is right around the corner. And that's much more exciting. Uh, we're excited to be with you throughout this upcoming season. Uh, if you don't know already, if you're a new listener, we will have a new big group pod every single Monday through the season, and we will have a shorter post-game pod after every game this season. So there's a lot of opportunities to get some content with us. We appreciate you guys interacting with us. If you don't already, uh, follow us on Twitter, at the underscore uncontested. We live tweet every game in addition to our post-game podcast coverage. uh, We try to use as many dad jokes and bad gifs as possible. So be sure to check that out. You can follow me on Twitter at OKC Tracker, especially if you are into weird uniform stats and Thunder Gear news. Uh, I'm your boy. Be sure to leave us a five star rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We really appreciate it. That's the kind of stuff that really helps us show up when people are searching for Thunder Podcasts. So if you appreciate what we're doing, if you like the content, uh, take a few seconds, click that five stars, hit the subscribe button. That helps more people find us which helps us uh, in turn do more cool stuff. So we really appreciate it. We will be back with a final season preview series episode in the near future we're wrapping up that series where we have met with a guest from every team except for the stupid toronto raptors uh, to talk about the upcoming season so if you haven't listened to those it's a great way to get prepped for this upcoming nba season and then we will be back again with a post game pod after the next thunder preseason game Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Thanks for checking us out on Twitter. Thanks in advance for the five-star review and the subscription that I know you'll leave because y'all are people of integrity and we love you. Uh, But thanks for checking us out. Hopefully next time we'll be with you. We'll have a little bit more uh, exciting Thunder basketball to talk about. But until then, uh, you stay classy, San Diego, and Thunder up.